Hello, 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 good day, and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Eschettino. And I know it's been a little while since we've last conversed. I know that it's been a while since I put a podcast up, but I'm going to chalk that up to a combination of the... uh, I was doing some traveling and also um, some illness, but I am well again, and I am here in my domicile and ready to discuss the issues of the day with you, my loyal listeners. And uh, my goodness, I mean, what a... It's been roughly, what, a month and a half or so, give or take, uh, since the last one. My, 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 what things have gone on? I mean, first of all, let's, uh, let's address the elephant in the room. It's now been just over, it was two, it was six months, two days ago, rather, that we had the anniversary of the attempted coup in the United States. Yes, I said it, I'll say it again, the attempted coup in the United States, um, now, a lot of people like to talk about things as, oh, this was, this was a riot, this was a protest. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was all of the above. It was none of the above. This is like, you know, it was the, uh, the best of times. It was the worst of times. You know, um, what, we had, what we had six months ago was uh, an effort to overthrow the government of the United States of America. And if you don't believe that, well, I've got a few bridges in New Jersey for you, but just being on a a slightly nicer note, uh, this was an attempt to stop the certification uh, of Joe Biden as the president-elect of the United States of America. Now, it wouldn't have mattered um, because even had they succeeded in, uh, you know, mixing things up, he still had won uh, the requisite electoral votes. He was going to be president. But, you know, here's the thing. We do dry runs, okay, of stuff. In, and, and in the political world, we call them trial balloons. So what you'll do is, for example, if I'm, if I'm going to run for uh, Senate... Let's say I decide, okay, I want to see how the people of New Jersey feel about a particular issue. Now, I won't go out there and say, I think that we should, uh, you know, tax everyone who makes over a million dollars a year, 99%. But what I'll do is I'll have someone go out there and suggest, be like, you know, what, uh, we wish there was a politician that would say tax people over, that make over a million dollars, 99%. And then I'll sit back and wait and be like, well, let's see, what happened? Oh, boy, oh, boy. 90% of the people that responded to this said, this is a terrible idea. Okay, so now I know what not to bring up. And dry runs happen as well in the realm of insurrections. Um, You know what, again, and I'm not, listen, by no means am I comparing uh, Trump to Hitler. um, That is far too insulting. Uh, even for someone of of his stature. But, uh, you know, this was an attempt to see, well, what would happen if we had people storm the Capitol? I mean, all of the the hallmarks of an insurrection were there. Uh, You know, they were were going for individual political leaders. Um, They weren't going for everyone, just particular ones. Uh, They had a, a gallows, a noose and gallows outside 
Um, you know, they, they assaulted the police. Um, you know, there was a guy who put uh, explosives outside of both the DNC and the RNC headquarters. Uh, this was this was quite this had this had every making of a national tragedy. Now, fortunately, fortunately, it did not work. But I'll tell you something right now. If you get someone who's a little brighter and you get someone who's a little more savvy, there's every possibility that this kind of a thing could work, especially if they manage to get the military involved or if the military decides we're not going to step in. So that's the, the thing, too, that I wanted to bring up. <clears throat> you know, everyone talks about things. It's the, the, the paradox of, of, you know, fascism is that everyone's like, well, listen, we have to give them the right to speak. The problem is that they use that right to freedom of speech in order to seize power. And then once they've seized power, everyone else gets denied the right to free speech. So the reality is that if you really value freedom and you really value freedom of speech, anyone who talks about fascism, who talks about, uh, you know, creating a government that looks anything like, um, you know, what some of these people want, this ultra-conservative you know, neo-fascist, you know, theocratic governments, they need to be silenced immediately. And and that has nothing to do with denying freedom of speech, okay? First of all, the whole freedom of speech thing is completely misunderstood. I know I've talked about this before in my podcast, but I will remind people about it. It simply says the government can't censor you for speaking out against the government. Uh, It doesn't mean that people can't be like, you know what, you're being a a blankety blank blank and we're going to um, all speak out against you or ignore you or we're going to deny you the platform. That's just good taste, okay? Um, Freedom of speech says, and at least the government can't censor you for criticizing the government. I mean, go ahead, go, go and, I mean, for crying out loud, in Belarus, which is one of the... I would like to say that's one of the countries I'll never go visit, but apparently if you then fly over Belarusian airspace, you're subject to being seized by that despotic regime. Um, you know, it's, it's quite terrible. But go ahead and speak out against them. Go ahead and speak out against uh, Messrs. Putin, okay, Lukashenko, Belarus. Uh, you know, there are several governments in the world right now where if you speak out against the government, you will find yourself uh, quite quickly disappeared. Uh, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia is another one, you know, where, uh, you know, if you're, if you're lucky, I guess, uh, you'll be arrested and thrown in jail. If you're not lucky, well, you'll get the bone saw treatment, um, you know, as their crown prince had administered to a journalist, uh, Mr. Khashoggi. But in any case, I, I digress. My whole point here is that there is a massive effort to over to rewrite to overwrite the current narrative on what happened in the sixth. Please do not let yourselves get pulled into it. Um, this doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat, if you're conservative or liberal. There are Republicans speaking out against it. There are conservatives speaking out against it. It was an attempt to overthrow the government. It was an attempt to stop a free and fair election, which no one's found any evidence of voter fraud. Uh, well, on the Democratic side, there have been many uh, examples on the Republican side. And that's not me being partisan. That's just me stating facts that the courts have come out there with. Um, basically, every bit of voter fraud has come out, and it's been on the Republican side. 
but uh, you know, and it was it it was a great example of what we call stochastic terrorism, uh, where people were uh, you know were were encouraged to stand up, and now you have this whole. I mean, you've got the stop, the steal. Nothing's been stolen. And then you've got these guys with the, you know, I mean, the, the whole QAnon thing is just so ridiculously, I mean, I could I could go get some of my fifth graders to put together a conspiracy and it would be, I'll tell well, because they've had me for the last year, but it would be a much better darned conspiracy than, than this kind of crap. But the idea that, oh, Trump's going to be back and then Mike Lindell, Mr. Uh, my Pillow. No, he's going to be back. No, he's not. Okay, uh, but don't that let that stop you from uh, what your the main goal for a lot of these people is, which is simply getting money. I mean, you know, the grift must flow, and as long as people are willing to donate. Now, I've seen positively. I've seen some signs in recent days and weeks that people are getting tired of this whole. Oh, we just need a little more money. I mean, it's like General Westmoreland in Vietnam. We just need a few thousand more troops, and totally, we've got this whole Vietnam War thing under control. Uh, it didn't work then, you know, it, it, it w- wouldn't work now. Um, and that will bring me to one of my next points, but I'll, I'll end it with saying this with the sixth. Please don't let anyone tell you it was anything other than an attempt at overthrow the government. That's what it was, and we have to deal with that, and we have to approach it that way. Uh, in order to stop it from happening. It should never happen from either side, you know, and and uh, unfortunately it seems to only be being pressed from one side, but, you know, I'll tell you what, if the Democrats were to try some something like this, I would as equally be uh, condemning of them trying to, you know, overthrow um, the government. So that's that's just me. I kind of like my governments that don't get overthrown because they're legitimate and, and uh, you know, whether we like the individuals who take over or not, uh, as long as they're free and fair elections, hey, that's the way it goes. And we talk about things like the Electoral College and popular vote. That's, that's for another time. Okay, that's for another time. Now, let's, let's go on and let's talk about uh, what's recently happened in Florida with the collapse, the terrible collapse of that uh, condo unit and now the demolition of the other part of it. Um, you know, I tell you, I do, I give tremendous plaudits to the individuals working 24 hours a day in Florida um, to try and rescue as many people as they could. But let's be, let's be very honest about this. From the beginning, your odds of finding anyone, you might find one or two. You weren't going to find dozens of people. Um, those people that were missing were pretty much dead from the beginning. Um, and if they weren't dead in the first day or two, the combination of that terrible humidity down there and just the, the conditions and the fact that it basically, you know, they said there are very few, like, pockets... Um, it was a it was a horrible horrible thing that happened. Now I would like to know, and and I'm I'm sure we're going to because there are lawsuits being fired. I mean, this is uh, you know, <laughs> this is I'm, I'm sorry I'm not laughing about that. I'm laughing about the idea that I have of if you've ever watched Flash Gordon the movie towards the end when Flash is taking the Ajax one 
uh, towards, uh, you know, Ming's capital. And there's just, you know, they're firing lasers, you know, it's just, it's nonstop in every direction. And that's what I'm imagining, these lawsuits just going out there left and right, because the people have a right to say, you know, listen, were they warned that a collapse was imminent? Were they warned that a collapse was even possible? If they were, did they have the opportunity to move out? Were they advised to move out? Um, you know, we always say, I do things as a teacher where when I have a questionable situation, what do I do? I email. I email my principal. I email my supervisor. Um, I email a student and or the student's parents at the same time. And I do that because why? Because later on when someone's like, oh, you never said that. No, actually, I did say this. Okay, I said it. And here's the email, which is time and date stamped, where I said, listen, I'm very concerned about so-and-so's grade. They haven't handed in any work in the last two weeks. Is there a problem? Should I be aware of this? So please advise. Um, you know, and, and it helps everyone. I mean, that way my principal, if, if a parent goes to my principal and says, oh, Mr. A, you know, you, you and Mr. A never sent it. No, my principal would be like, actually, you know, Mr. A sent this email and I replied to it and to you. And there's that. It, it covers us, okay? Um, I want to know what the heck was going on with this stuff, and I'll tell you what, this is just going to get worse. And I'll tell you why it's going to get worse, because whether people want to admit it or not, okay, we have climate change, and it is only getting worse. And the sea is encroaching upon the land, and I'm not saying in another year or two, but in another 20, 30 years, a lot of Florida's seaside uh, you know, apartment towers, they're going to be very subject to the possibility that uh, the, the ground underneath them is maybe collapsing, okay? This is a problem. This is a major problem. I mean, we're talking about billions and billions of dollars worth of uh, real estate. And of course, nobody wants to just take the loss on that. The insurance companies aren't going to want to take the loss on that. But then what about the people? What about the people that are like, listen, I don't want to end up, you know, with, with my apartment building collapsing on me because there's something wrong with it, you know? And I think that this really gets to the root of America. Look, you know what? We have major issues with infrastructure in this country and with our buildings, these buildings that are a little older. Granted, this was this was put up in the eighties, I believe, but still, I mean, like, wh what upkeep was being was going on, and why did this have to happen? You know, we get into this kind of lackadaisical. Oh well, uh, you know, buildings only collapse in other countries. No, they collapse here. Bridges collapse here. Dams collapse here. And if we don't spend money updating our infrastructure. We're going to be in for a heck of a ride in the next 20 to 30 years. We really are. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a major problem. I know Governor DeSantis, well, he's, he's obviously got his eyes on the presidency for 2024. And as I've said all along, I had this debate with one of my best friends in the entire world. And, and uh, you know, uh, a man, I, I truly love him to death. I do. 
even if there are times where I'm sure we both want to, you know, to, 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 you both want to throw punches at one another. But that just shows you that you have. If if you don't want it at some point, you know, if you don't want to, to reach out and just slap your best friend, then you obviously don't have a great relationship. That's what drives it. That constant little bit of conflict going on. But anyway, we were in the debate, and, and he's insistent that Trump is not running in 2024. And I said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. I wouldn't. I, you know, his thing is that Trump is going to be the kingmaker. Meaning that Trump will be the one who all of the Republican candidates have to go to, you know, on hands and knees. You know, please, Mr. Trump, please select me as the one you're going to support for the presidency because then that'll mean I will win the primaries. And there's a bunch of guys out there. There's there's quite a few. Um, I'm not entirely convinced Trump won't run again. I just, you know, the the level of hubris the man has, I just, I, I, I mean, I would say at this point, probably with me, it's like a 60-40. 60% he's the kingmaker, but 40% I think he runs. And I would not be surprised at all if he did. I mean, he looks at it as, you know, I think he is one of these guys that really believes what he's told which is that, listen, you were, you were, you know, they screwed you out of the presidency. You should have won. And I think he wants to believe that, and he does believe that. It was it Caesar that said, men will gladly believe that for which they, they wish for. You know, and it's true. We all want to believe certain things. And, you know, I think, I think that, you know, if you have enough people whispering in your ear... You won the election. There was fraud. Then again, there's the other part that's like, listen, if he can use this to raise money, then uh, then why not? You know, I mean, if he can raise another hundred million dollars running on the fraud ticket, well, that's a hundred million dollars in his pocket. You know, which is not that much for a so-called billionaire, but hey, you know, listen, that's there's nothing. There's nothing. You know, again, there's nothing out of the ordinary for that. That's, you know, people do not have to send him money. If they choose to, they choose to. It's a free country. Send money to whoever you want. You know, just the same as people can send money to Nancy Pelosi. They can send money to Donald Trump and say, I support your views on things. So I think it's it's going to be very interesting because, like I said, DeSantis definitely wants to run. He really, really wants to run. And... I think there are a bunch of other guys. I think Mike Pompeo has absolutely been crossing the T's and dotting the I's that he's running. Mike Pence, I think, will try to run for about three and a half minutes and then realize, hey, the only reason I even had a shot at being anything was because, um, you know, Team Trump needed a conservative religious figure. And Pence filled in all of the blanks uh, for that, um, you know, and, and he got the conservative vote to go for Trump, uh, which which did play a large role in helping him win in, in 2016 and definitely came out and voted for him in 2020. But I mean, uh, in and of itself, Pence has no charisma. There's just nothing about him. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of these other guys, you know, campaigning and I mean, uh, you know, m- m- these other guys have a lot more. I mean, Pompeo is is entertaining, and 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 certainly DeSantis, and he's got things. You know, I don't, I don't think Abbott's going to run. I think he's 
can have enough stuff going on down in Texas. Um, but, you know, I mean, Nikki Holly, she's considering it. Don't think for a moment she's not. Kristen Noemi, the, uh, as they call her, the Palin of the Plains. Um, she's definitely thinking about running. Um, but like I said, you know, all of this is basically, it's predicated on the idea that Trump doesn't run. If Trump announces he's running, they will all drop their campaigns immediately. And you heard it here, okay, on the 8th of July. Uh, we've still got another couple of years, so don't worry. You're not going to be called to task on this anytime soon. But you heard it here first that they will drop their stuff because right now, right now, Trump is the party. And the party is Trump. Trump has the ultimate say over what happens. Every time someone comes out, Trump goes after them, and that's that. He still has a, has a very rabid following. And I think that that's really, that's all that matters. Now, I don't know what's going to happen uh, legally with Trump. I know that the Trump org is under, well, they're in a lot of hot water. They're under the microscope now. Um, now, that can be a problem, but I just, you know, there was a thing they used to say about John Gotti and Maybe this is the wrong thing for me to say because of how it ends. They used to call him the Teflon Don. The Teflon Don because nothing ever stuck to John Gotti. Everyone knew he was ordering hits left and right. He was responsible for this illegal action, that criminal activity. But they never made anything stick to him until they did. Uh, you know, eventually they did manage to get people to flip on him, and then they managed to get him, and, and uh, you know, he, he died in prison. But for a long time, it was like they're never going to happen. Now, the thing with Trump is that Trump is up there in the years. I just, I don't see him ever really going to prison or, or paying any kind of a, a crime. I mean, I'm listen, I don't have all the evidence, so before you jump on me and say, oh, you know, you want him to go to prison and stuff, but what I want is I want justice to be done. If he's, you know, d- done these really illegal things and, and he's been responsible for it, then that's one thing. If he hasn't, then he won't go to prison. Then the people who did it will go to prison. Uh, but, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. We will see what happens with that. We definitely will see what happens with that. So we've, we've got that going on. Um, oh, my goodness, yeah. So we, we've got a, a lot going on also. Uh, you know, the Delta variant of COVID is out there, and it's killing a lot of people. And for some reason, people are like, oh, well, you know, COVID's done with. No, it's not done with. It's not done with at all. We still need to be vigilant about this. Um, you know, please wear a mask. Um, you know, even if you're vaccinated, that's fine. But wear a mask just because it sets a good example for other people. It really does. And, and you know, we could really knock this thing out if we all just, you know, we're, we're safe for a little while longer. Nobody likes wearing the mask, okay? Nobody does. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Lately, I've been getting a few more gray uh, hairs on my beard, so 
maybe the mask is not so bad for me, you know, maybe maybe we can wear it for a little longer, doesn't show the gray hair, but I'm just kidding around. I don't really care about getting gray hairs on my beard. Um, you know, the bottom line is that, you know, we we all, nobody likes it as a teacher. I don't like having to have the mask on the entire time I'm teaching. I don't like n- not being able to see my students' faces, you know, not being able to see their mouths and noses because you could tell so much. I mean, the eyes are one thing, but like, you know, when someone makes that move with the mouth, like, what? You know, you, you see that and you're like, aha, no, I know what you are saying right here. And, you know, the same with me, like, you know, when I'm acting things out in class, which I do, you know, I'm acting out a, a famous historical moment. And you don't see that, like, you can't see me doing it. You can't see me do the whole, like, I can roll the eyes, but you can't see me do the whole tongue-in-cheek or, like, you know, when I'm just, like, you know, and stick the tongue out or something like that. It's just, it's aggravating, but we do it because I would rather my children, my school children, be alive than, you know, us have some issue where, you know, someone spreads the, uh, you know, the, 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 the the virus and uh you know i mean the good thing is that it's showing that a lot of the people that um are vaccinated right now are having uh increased success in resisting the variants um we got to keep on getting people vaccinated we do we really do we have to keep on getting people vaccinated and and if that continues to go up we'll be in a good spot but if it doesn't then uh, we'll have to deal with this for for longer i mean my biggest fear is just that everyone gets tired of it, you know, and I think that that's what you're starting to see. Maybe you are, you know, if you're, if you are, let me know, you know, contact me through the, the various ways I always tell you guys to do it. Let me know if you think that people around are getting tired of it, because I think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people are like, you know what, I'm tired of this stuff. Whatever happens, happens. And I get that. I do. I do. You know, I'm I'm not trying to be callous about it. I'm not trying to not trying to shame people. I get that people are just like, it's been a year and a half now. We're done with this stuff. I'm done with, you know, all of the, you know, staying in my house and doing this or that. Um, And I think that that kind of leads me to the final point of the evening I wanted to bring up. And this is something that I've been having a real debate with a couple of people over the last two weeks about. um, And that is about unemployment and wages. Now, if you are in the United States, you will be aware that there is a tremendous move by a lot of different states to get rid of the um, unemployment benefits, uh, the bonuses that were being handed out during the pandemic. And the argument has been that, listen, you know, why would people want to go back to work if they can make as much money sitting at home? Uh, we need people to go back to work because businesses can't get enough people to work in them and businesses are having problems. Well, here goes Mr. Ashitito on this wild and crazy suggestion for a solution to our problems. Now, here we go. You ready? All right. If you pay people better, they will go to work for you. If you don't, if you decide you're just going to pay the minimum wage or, or either in some cases below minimum wage, what they can get away with in the service industry, they'll be less likely to want to go back to work. And also, also, here's the other thing that a lot of people aren't talking about. But, of course, you know that I will.
people during this pandemic have re-examined their lives. People who were previously working in the service industry, maybe, maybe you were a waiter. Maybe you were a server. And all of a sudden you had this year off or so. And now you're like, you know, is this what I want to do the rest of my life? No, there are some people very happy doing this, okay? There are some people that love bartending. That would, I know a couple of people, they love bartending. They just get such an enjoyment out of it. You know, they're like, man, I'm getting paid to talk to people and to serve drinks and to make people happy. Good for you. I would never, ever, ever, ever want to dissuade people from doing it. But you get other people that are like, man, I really need to stop doing what I'm doing and try and work in something else, some other field, some other industry. Because you know what? Life is very short. And I think that that's something that we're all realizing here. Every one of us is known Uh, Well, I shouldn't say every one of us. Many of us have known someone who has suffered because of the pandemic. As I've said in past podcasts, I've personally known um, several people who have died. Um, People that I, I worked with. You know, these are people that I would sit down at a lunch table and talk about what was going on with their kids or, you know, what they were doing over the the weekend or... You know, we would just talk about, you know, well, what about this student? What are they doing for you? People, I I mean, who right now, if I close my eyes and I'm quiet, I can hear them laughing. I could hear them with their certain things. Everyone's got certain things that they say over and over again. (laughs) My students always joke around. Apparently, my catchphrase, if you call it that, is, oh, man, I'll tell you. I, apparently, I say that all the time. Like, Man, I'll tell you. Blah, 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 blah. But, you know, there are other people, you know, and I can imagine them right now. And uh, and I'll never be able to hear them say that again in person. I'll never be able to see them laugh. I'll never be able to, to sit down across a lunch table with them because they're gone. They've died because of, of the virus. Um, But people are realizing life is very short and that if you want to do something with your life, by gum, now's the time to do it. You know what? Take that chance. Go out there. Do you want to be an actor? Yeah, listen, go go on the the backstage.com or something like that and and look for roles and be like, you know what? I'm going to try out for this role, okay? I mean, goodness, I'm, I'm considering it myself just because it's like, what the heck, you know? I could be a fantastic actor. I really could. I'm, I'm very good at, uh, um, you know, at, uh, at put, putting, putting things on. But, you know, whatever you want to do, you know, the people have gone and they've gotten degrees in the last year and a half. They've, they've gotten certifications for things, and they're moving on with life. And the big thing is this. If you're an employer... Okay, maybe offer your people more money. Otherwise, deal with the fact that you're not going to have employees. And, you know, everyone is always, I know my friends that are more libertarian than I am, which is basically anyone because I'm very unlibertarian. They're like, oh, no, well, you know, people should be thankful that they even have a job. And I'm like, you know, I don't believe that for one minute. Um, I believe that the power lies in the hands of the workers. I don't care how much of a great idea you have. 
If you can't get anyone to work for you, you're not going to make anything, okay? And that's the truth. That's the truth. The reality is that you have this great idea for a business. If you can't get anyone to work for you in that business, then you know what? Bye-bye. You're not going to do anything. Uh, and, and I do believe that the workers have the advantage. And right now, a lot of workers are, you know, saying, hey, listen, we're tired of working for next to nothing. We're tired of working for slave wages. It's not really, uh, you know what I mean. It's, it's not slave wages. It's, that's a manner of speaking. But we're tired of working for what we call minimum wage. We want a living wage. We want something that's going to pay us enough that we can actually not have to worry about, you know, eating ramen noodles for the rest of things. Before someone's like, well, then get a better degree and stuff. Well, it doesn't matter, okay? You know, people are underemployed all the time. I mean, heck, I had a master's degree in history, and I couldn't get a job. I applied to every school district in New Jersey, uh, the, the, the five counties, New York, eastern Pennsylvania. I mean, for crying out loud, I was applying everywhere. Nobody was even giving me, uh, you know, a, a, a call back. I mean, I eventually got a job in Elizabeth because I knew someone. You know, if I didn't, I wouldn't. But until that point, I was making tea and coffee. I was making shisha. I'm an excellent shisha man, okay? I can make them better than almost anyone else that I know. I, but, but I was also, I was coming into work. I was cleaning tables. I was mopping floors. I was cleaning toilets. This is what I was doing with a master's degree. Now, was I happy about it? No, I did it because I had to, because at least it was paying something. And I was very lucky because the, the people I worked for were extremely generous in what they gave me, and the people that would tip were extremely generous in how they tipped. But, I mean, it wasn't what I wanted to do the rest of my life. And I think people are realizing now that, you know what, life, again, it's very short. And so my advice to all of you, my loyal listeners out there, is that life is very short, okay? And you need to go out and you need to be happy with life. And whatever makes you happy, go for it, okay? Don't let other people tell you, oh, this is a bad idea. Oh, you'll never do this. You know, nobody would ever do anything. I mean, they, they told Steve Jobs, you know, that the idea of trying to make, you know, personal computers was a terrible idea, okay? It's a good thing that Steve Jobs didn't listen to them, all right? <laughs> it's a very good thing. Because <laughs> if he had listened to them, we, we wouldn't have the computers we have today. You know, Apple was instrumental in that drive for, for personal computers, for home personal computers. So I would say that. Go out there... Do what you can do, enjoy life, and you know what? Don't don't settle. Don't. And if you have to go back to take a job right now, uh, which I understand. Listen, not everyone can be like, that's fine. I won't make any money for the next six months. I'll do that. No, I get it. You have to make some money, and that's fine. But you know, don't don't get yourself, don't let yourself get sucked back into that hole. This is what I should be doing the rest of my life. This is all I'm worth. You are worth much more than the birds, as a famous historical figure once said. So go out there and do that and, and enjoy things. And 
And that's uh, that's where I'm going to end tonight. I I, I went uh, a little over what I thought that I was going to do, but that's fine because it's been a while since I've chatted with you, and uh, I do appreciate each and every single listen that I get. Um, you know, on my uh, on my podcast. Um, I know that probably if I uh, you know if I was putting pictures of myself up on uh, Instagram in a bikini, I'd get more. Actually, you know what? I I don't know that that might actually backfire. I don't know how many people want to see me in a bikini. Or let me rephrase that: if I was an attractive-looking, uh, you know, female, and I was putting pictures of myself, I'd probably have thousands of hits. But alas, alack, that's not to be the case. All I can do is put forward what I have and what I know, and hope that you will listen to me and will will pass the word along to other people. If you enjoy it, please do pass it forward. If there's anything you want me to discuss in the near future, please do let me know. Uh, I know the Euros finals are coming up. I know half the people right now are like, oh God, he's back on soccer. But Sunday, England and Italy coming back up. By the way, that wasn't a penalty. No offense to England fans, it wasn't a penalty and Sterling needs to learn how to flop better. This just looks way too obvious when he does. But what are you going to do? That's the way it goes. The only person whose opinion mattered ruled that it was. Um, so let's uh, let's agree to speak again this weekend. I will put another thing out on Sunday, uh, Sunday evening. Now that I am done with school for the year, and I am back, and I am in New Jersey, the greatest state that has ever stated in the history of states. And for all of the rest of you, I wish you happiness and health. And like I said, if you have anything you want to say, please, please drop a line to me and I will be more than happy to address things or drop by Antonius Optimus on Instagram. I will talk to you later. Bye bye.